Amen. We just praise God for this choir on today. Yes. Amen. Thank you for singing praises unto God. Amen. We thank God for the musicians on today. Amen. Amen. We thank God for the ushers on the door. And we thank God for everyone serving on today. You would turn back to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians 3. We're going to focus on three verses, verses 12 through 14. Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. I just want to reiterate the words that are found there. The Holy Scriptures. Not that I have already obtained this or have already reached the goal. But I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. For a few moments this morning, I'm going to preach from the subject, keep pressing keep pressing. Let us pray. Lord God, we just thank you once again for being so awesome, so mighty, and so magnificent. Lord God, we thank you for just allowing us to be in relationship with you. And Lord God, we thank you for all that you have done for us. Lord God, we thank you for your power. We thank you for your protection. We thank you for your provision. Lord God, we thank you for your love, for seeing fit for us to need a Savior, and allowing your Son to come and be that Savior. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, Lord God, and we pray that we would just allow the Holy Spirit to work within us, Lord God. Lord God, we ask that you would open our eyes to see what it is that you would have us to see from your word. Lord God, give us ears to hear what it is that you are speaking to our hearts and that we would go into this world, Lord God, and proclaim your gospel. Tell people of the good news of being in relationship with you through Jesus the Christ. Lord God, we just give you all the praise, glory, and honor that you deserve on today. Lord God, we thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Keep pressing. If we look throughout church history, every revival begins with a longing for more of God. It's a quote by Bob Harrison. Um, and as we approach revival season, it is imperative for us to understand the importance of continuing to move forward despite the success or progress that we have made in the past. Not just the success or progress, but also the mistakes and bad decisions that we have made in our lives. Our past experiences, they help shape who we become. And they don't have to define us, but they do help shape us. So often we focus on what has occurred in the past that we lose sight of what God has for our future. Tony, Ella, Tony Evans, pastor down in Texas, he illustrates it this way. He says, if you spend all your time today thinking about your failures or successes, 
yesterday, then you will ruin your tomorrow. When today looks too long at yesterday, we are borrowing from tomorrow's time. Yesterday is like a rearview mirror. When you go somewhere in the car, you use a rearview mirror. A rearview mirror shows you what's behind you. You need a rearview mirror, but you only need a rearview mirror to glance in and not to live in. You don't move forward by focusing on a rearview mirror. You move forward by focusing on the windshield. And if you live in a rearview mirror, you will hurt somebody. But in front of the rearview mirror is a much bigger piece of glass called the windshield. The windshield shows you where you are going, and that's a lot bigger than where you have been. So don't allow yesterday to mess up today, which will ruin your tomorrow. While you are driving forward in your Christian life, every now and then, look in your rearview mirror. Take a peek in your rearview mirror to see what's behind you so that you don't make a wrong turn while you're moving forward. And he goes on to say, just don't stare too long. I'm so grateful for Pastor Tony Evans and his great illustration of moving forward and not focusing on our past. And there's another illustration that is given to us in this great text on today that Paul is writing to the people in Philippi. And if we were to examine our individual life, our family, our community, our, our churches, and even this nation, we must be willing to ask ourselves these questions. Am I living or dying? Am I progressing or stagnant? Am I surviving or thriving? Am I satisfied with where I am, what I know, and what impact I have on the world, or is there more to what God has called me to do? I believe that God has called us all to do great works for the kingdom. And if we are not dead, then there is more work for us to do. I believe that is why Jesus came to save us and said that I came to give you life and life more abundantly. When we don't live our best, when we don't live full out for God, it's a slap in the face of God and it disrespects what Jesus did on the cross. And that's why the writer of Hebrews chap uh, said in Hebrews uh, chapter 11, verse 6, he says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So often in our lifetime, we get caught up on what has happened in the past. But God is trying to encourage us. God wants us to focus on what he has for us in our future. God not only wants us to be in a closer relationship with him, but we also have to want to be in a closer relationship with God. Many of us know being married or being in other relationships, we know that it's a two-way street. If only one person is giving, the other person is not uh, giving, but they're being taken advantage of because they, there's only one person giving to the relationship. And so often in life, we we, we rest on our laurels and, and, and we feel that because of all the things that we've done in our life, because of all the work that we've done for the kingdom, we've reached a point where we don't have to work anymore. And I'm not talking about anyone here because you all do some great and mighty work for the Lord. But there are some believers who sit back, relax, and let others do the work. But Paul is saying 
here in the text, he's writing to the believers in Philippi, and he's encouraging them that despite all that they have done, all the things that they have done for God, there's still more work to do. Not only more work to do, but to grow into a closer relationship with God. He, he, he sets out in the third chapter, and he talks about all the things that he, he, he's done for the Lord. He tells these people in the church of Philippi, he says in verse 2, to be aware of the dogs, be aware of the evil workers, be, uh, beware of those who mutilate the flesh, for it is uh, we who are the circumcision, who worship in the spirit of God and boast in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Paul is saying that we have to realize that we can't do this thing on our own. If we just trust and depend on all that we're able to do, we're going to fall short each and every time. But we have to trust and depend on God working through us in Christ Jesus. He says, if, if anyone has reason to be confident in the flesh, I have even more reason. And, 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 and Paul kind of gives his credentials or his pedigree. He says, I was circumcised on the eighth day. I'm a member of the people of Israel. I'm of the tribe of Benjamin, a, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, as to the law of Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church. He's saying that I was one who had it all together. I was one who came from good stock. I was one who was doing the work of the Lord is what I believe to be true. And I was the one who was living up to the law. He says, I was a Pharisee of all Pharisees. I was a Hebrew of all Hebrews. And I was even the one who persecuted the church because I believed that this new way was getting in the way of our relationship with God. Paul is saying that, I can have confidence in the works that I've, did, that I've done for the Lord. But how many of us know that God will put us in a position where he'll show us who God really is? Paul had an encounter with the Lord on that Damascus road one day where the Lord knocked him off his beast and blinded him and, and showed him who God really was. We have to be willing to have an encounter with the Lord. Be willing to take that as an opportunity to draw closer in relationship with him. And we'll, we'll get to that in a, in, in a minute. But Paul goes on. He says that, that I, I, I could be the one to have confidence in the flesh. But what I've come to realize is that I can't take confidence in myself. But I have to take confidence in who Christ has created me to be. By being in relationship with Christ, by, by having that encounter with the Lord, I came into a greater understanding that I would not be anything if it had not been for the Lord. He says, yet whatever gains I have, these I have come to regard as lost because of Christ. All the good things I've done in my life, all the things that I said I was doing for the Lord, doesn't really matter because I was doing it without Christ. Many of us, we find ourselves doing some good things in life, but are we doing them for the Lord? More than that, he says, I regard everything as lost because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. He's talk about knowing someone. We talk about relationship and being close and intimate 
with that individual. We know their thoughts. We know the way that they think. We, we know the way that they act. We know that person. My wife, about to celebrate 15 years of being married. 15 years. I, I, I know that's not a lot in y'all's eyes. We got some people married for 50 years. And I hope to get there one day. If I just do what's right. <laughs> but 15 years, and, 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 and it seems like the longer the years go on, the more and more we get to know each other. We, we can sometimes finish, finish each other's sentences. We can sometimes just believe that we, and, and understand that what the other person is thinking, and that's because we, we spend time together. We communicate together. We, 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 we spend time in, in fellowship with one another, and, and that's what the Lord is trying to get us to understand. That's what Paul wants us to realize, that in this text, that we can do all the things and the great things that we say that we're doing for the Lord, but are we in a right relationship with Christ? Paul is saying that I, I, all the things that I have done, I consider them as lost because there's more value in knowing Christ and doing the work that he has called me to do. He says, I've suffered the loss of all things and I regard them as rubbish in order that I might gain Christ. And he found in him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. Paul first helps us to understand that he hadn't fully gotten to the point that he was perfecting in Christ. Christ was the perfect one. Christ is the one that lived with no sin. And as children of God and as believers and disciples of Jesus the Christ, we can only hope to get to the point where Jesus was. We have to realize that we don't have to reach perfection, but we have to be willing to try to get to that point. Paul says in verse 12 that not, not that I have already obtained this. And what is this? He, he, he's talking about, if you go back up to verse 10, he says that I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his suffering by becoming like him in his death. And somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. He says that I, I, I want to know Christ even more. And I, I, I want to grow closer to Christ. I, I, I want to know who Christ is. I want to be like Christ. And I want to be all that Christ has in mind for me. He says I haven't reached that point. He says I've done some great things. I've established churches in so many countries. I've I've been shipwrecked, I, I, I've, 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 I've been persecuted, I've been stoned, and, and I've done all those things, but I still haven't reached the point where I believe that God wants me to be. And we have to ask ourselves the question on today, are we striving, are we trying to get to the point in our lives where we realize and understand who God wants us to be? We should understand that no matter our age, no matter our background, no matter our family situations, that God wants us to get to a point in our life where we're living full out for him. He says, I haven't 
reached that goal. I haven't obtained this. I haven't reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus had made me his own. That, that day on the road to Damascus when he had the encounter with the Lord, he realized that the Lord lay a hold of him. Some translations say he, he laid hold of me so that I can do great and mighty things. Paul was realizing that he had a greater purpose in life. He wasn't just supposed to follow the law. He wasn't just supposed to live his life according to religious uh, traditions, but he was supposed to be in a close relationship with the Lord. And the same zeal that he had for persecuting the church was the same zeal that he would have to build up the church. Paul realized that he was not living up to his full potential. Paul realized that there was some work that he still needed to do. And he says that I haven't reached the goal, but I'm going to press to make it my own. What the Lord has for me, I'm going to press to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. And isn't it good to know that Christ has made us his own? Isn't it good to know that God has our best interest at heart? Isn't it good to know that God looks out for us each and every day of our lives and he owns us? Not that he owns us as, as far as slavery, but he, he owns us. He, he, he takes us into a relationship with him so that we can be close to him. And Paul has this way of, of giving illustration of, of pressing on. And he, he gives illustration of how the Christian life is a journey or a race. And in several of Paul's letters, we see Paul alluding to the fact of this being the race. Paul, he goes on and he talks about pressing. Those who are athletes, you realize that there are some days where you just don't feel like participating in your, your specific activity, whether it's basketball, whether it's track and field, whether it's football. There's just some times where you feel like giving up. It's sometimes when you feel like throwing in the towel. But I've heard it said when you feel like giving up, just take a few more steps. When you feel like giving up, just continue to press on. When you feel like throwing in the towel, don't consider your emotions, but consider what you have been taught all along. And that's what Paul is saying. He's saying that I, 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 I could rest on all that I have done for the kingdom. I can sit back and relax, but there's more that I'm in pursuit of. He's saying that I'm going to press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul is saying, I'm going to press, I'm going to pursue, I'm going to actively live my life as if I'm trying to pursue Christ, as if I'm trying to catch up with him, as I'm trying to achieve the goal that he set out for me, to live my life full out for God. Paul is helping us to understand, not only is he going to press on, but in verse 13, he says, Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do. There has to be a singleness of purpose. Paul is helping us to understand that all that we do outside of Christ really doesn't have 
uh, uh, make a major impact on the life that we're supposed to live. He says, I'm going to pursue the goal that Christ had for me. And I'm going to forget everything that is behind me, all the things that happened in my past, all the successes that I've had, all the bad decisions that I've made, all the progress that I've made, all, all the experience that I had. I'm going to forget those things which are behind me and I'm going to strain or press toward for what lies ahead. We have to realize that God has some great things in store for us. We have to realize that God wants more of us. We have to realize that God is trying to get us to look through the windshield of life instead of looking in the rearview mirror. Paul is helping us to understand that, yes, I've, I've, I've had some successes. Yes, I, I've made some progress, but I've also made some bad decisions. If you go back in the scriptures, Paul was one who held the coats when Stephen was stoned. This man of God who, who, who says, and he, again, he ran down. He said, I was circumcised on the eighth day. I was a member of the people of Israel. I came from the tribe of Benjamin. I was a Hebrew of Hebrews, and I was a Pharisee of all Pharisees, but I messed up. I realized that I, I made some bad decisions in life. And if we're honest with ourselves, if we're transparent on today, many of us have messed up. Many of us have been in some jacked up situations in our life. Many of us have probably said some things that we shouldn't have said. We've probably gone some places we shouldn't have gone. We've probably done some things that we should not have done. But the good news is that God has forgiven you. And because God has given you, he sees you as a whole person and not as broken. And you have to be willing and able to see yourself as whole and not broken. And there's some things in our life that we didn't do to ourselves, but other people have done to us. Some bad relationships we might have been in that we may have stayed in too, much, too, too long. And we couldn't find our, our, ourselves out of those situations. And we found ourselves getting broken down day after day. Some jobs we stayed on too long and we knew we should have left the situation. But because of life circumstances, we found ourselves in that place a little bit too long. There's so many things in our life where where, that we've gone through in our experiences. And again, I, I, I stated before that our experiences don't necessarily define us, but our experiences help shape us. But we have to be willing to forgive ourselves and we have to be willing to forgive others for what they've done to us. But Paul is helping us to understand that all the things in my past that now I'm focused and I'm going to put all my energy and effort into living up to the person that God wants me to be. He says... This one thing I, I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. And God has some great things in store for you. I don't know what God has in store for you. I, I, I can't pinpoint it, but I'm here to let you know that as a child of God, God has some great things in store for you. Not only in store for you, but in store for your family, in store for your communities, in store for this church 
in store for the believers of God. He has some great things in store for him. But we have to be willing to be obedient to what God has called us to do. He goes on. Verse 14. There's that word press again. He says, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly or some translations say the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. What is, what is the, the prize? We have to realize that the prize or the reward is the call on your life. We have to realize that the call on your life to build the kingdom is the prize that Paul is talking about here. He's talking about a heavenly call, an upward call, a divine call on your life. And we all have a call on our life. We don't have to have the titles of a preacher or a pastor or a deacon. We all have a specific call on our life. And it's lined up with God's agenda of building up his kingdom. Paul is saying that that's the prize that I'm trying to get to. I'm, I'm trying to live out my purpose. I'm trying to live out my call. I'm trying to do all that I can to achieve what God has in store for me. That's the prize that Paul is pressing toward. And we have to realize that the blessings we receive are a byproduct of us being obedient to the call. All the blessings that God has in store for you, the financial blessings, the, 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 the health blessings, the, the blessings of protection, all those things are a byproduct of accepting the call on your life and being obedient to God's word and God's will. But not only are they a byproduct or a result of being obedient to the call, but they can also be used as a tool for your call. God does not just bless us so we can keep it to ourselves. And there's so many Christians and so many believers holding on to the blessings that God has given unto us. Again, that's nobody in this room. I, I'm not trying to point anybody out, but we can see all across the news. And when we talk and with people in our communities, we have people holding on and hoarding to the blessings that God has given them in their life. But God doesn't want us to to hoard the blessings. God doesn't want us to keep it to ourselves. He wants us to go out and be good stewards of what he blesses us with and show other people the benefit of being in relationship with God. He says in Joshua, I believe it's chapter 1, verse 8, forget not my benefits. Forget not my benefits. If, if, if you do my will, if you do my work, if you stay in a close relationship with me, there's some benefits to being in relationship with me. Right. And if you just trust and depend on my word, yeah. if you just walk in my will and are obedient to the call that I have placed on your life, I'll give you blessings after blessing after blessing after blessing. And he'll just keep blessing your life. But he doesn't want us to keep it to ourselves. He wants us to be willing to share it with others so we can use it as a tool to build up God's kingdom. Paul is saying that we got to be in a close relationship. He's encouraging the, the church at Philippi to 
Forget all the things in the past and just focus on what is ahead. He's trying to help them to understand there are going to be some rough times in your life. There are going to be some things that you don't always understand what, what's going on and why it's going on and why it's happening in your life. And you, you, you ask God and yourself the question, why me, Lord? But God is saying, why not you? And we should be able to flip that thing around and say, Lord, I just trust you, Lord. I'm going to serve you, Lord. I, I just thank you for entrusting me with this test. Because out of a great test comes a great testimony. And you may not get all that you feel that you're supposed to get on this side. But if you stay faithful to God, when you cross the river of Jordan, when you cross over into glory, God will continue to reward you for all the things that you did on his behalf. He says, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. He says that I'm going to do all that I can do. I'm going to be all that I can be for Christ Jesus to build up his kingdom. And even if I don't get my reward on this side, when I get to heaven, I'm going to gain a crown of righteousness. And the crown of, crown of righteousness is not for us to wear on our heads. It's not for us to walk a certain way. It's, it, it, it's not for us to show off, but it's for us to place at the feet of God. God is trying to help us to be in a close relationship with him. Paul is trying to illustrate to us as Pastor Tony Evans did, for us to look through the windshield and not focus on what is in, is in our past. There are many of us in here, we, we, we've gone through struggles in life. Some of us are going through struggles right now. Could be health issues, could be relationship issues, could be money issues, could, 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 could be issues in our community, but I'm here to let you know, keep pressing. No matter what it looks like, Keep pressing. No matter what people may say, keep pressing. No matter what people may do to you, keep pressing. Because if you keep pressing, if you keep striving to be a better version of yourself and be the person who God has called you to be, you will be rewarded for your efforts. And I'm glad that Jesus kept pressing. I'm glad that Jesus didn't give up hope. I'm glad that when Jesus came to this earth to save a wretch like you and me, he didn't give up on us. I'm so glad that when, when people tried to kill him, he didn't give up. I'm so glad that when people talked about him, he didn't give up. I'm so glad that when, 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 when all friends had walked away from him and Peter even denied him, he didn't give up. He kept pressing. And when he was beaten for our transgressions, when he was bruised for our iniquities, he kept pressing. When he was, had the nails placed in his hands and in his feet, he kept pressing. And even when he was hanging there on the cross, he was still ministering to those who were around him. He looked out for his mother. He, he looked out for the criminal that was on his side. And he said that you will be with me in paradise. And regardless of his situation, he kept pressing. And when he gave up the ghost, he kept pressing. He went down to the deep depths of hell. 
and conquered death, hell, and the grave. And he took the keys from Satan and he said, I'm doing this for God's people. I'm doing this so you can be set free. I'm doing this so you can have life and life more abundantly. He kept pressing. And when death tried to hold him, when the grave tried to hold him, he was resurrected with all power in heaven and earth. And he kept pressing. And that's the blueprint that we have in our life. As we stay connected with the Lord through Jesus the Christ, we realize that we can keep pressing on despite what it looks like, despite the hardships that we go through, despite the chaos that we may experience in our lifetime, we can keep pressing. And I'm so glad that the Lord has allowed me to keep pressing. It doesn't always look like sunshine and rainbows, but the Lord allows me to keep pressing. Even when I feel like giving up, when I feel like throwing in the towel, God allows me to keep pressing. And I wonder if there's anybody else in here, you realize that the Lord allows you to keep pressing forward. You realize that the Lord has sought you through trial and tribulation. He's walked with you through the valleys of the shadow of death. And all you have to do is hold on to the master's hand and keep pressing. Because he has greater in store for you. So as we stand across this place on today.